Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business, so you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe, we're here to support you and inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful business vegan business. And if you want to go beyond this podcast, then head over to veganbusinesstribe.com, which is where you can hook up with not just myself and Lisa, but with our community of like-minded vegan entrepreneurs. And if you join our paid monthly membership, you can also attend all our regular online events. You can study our vegan marketing course and just get support to build your vegan business from other people who are on the same mission that you are. And today we're talking about a topic that is very familiar to vegan businesses especially and that's crowdfunding. Now, if you've never crowdfunded a business before, then it's really likely that you've got a lot of preconceptions of what crowdfunding is. You've probably seen crowdfunding campaigns go viral. You know, companies raising hundreds of thousands of pounds or dollars just to release a new gizmo and it looks really easy. You just put up a crowdfunding page for your idea. Everyone thinks it's amazing and you magically get thousands of pounds rolling in from people you never knew existed. And especially if your idea is vegan, if you're crowdfunding for a vegan business, then surely every other vegan will want to put money in to support you, won't they? Well, put simply, no. <laughs> no, they won't. And it still amazes me that we think that other people will act completely differently to how we act ourselves. So let me ask you, how many crowdfunding campaigns have you supported in the last 12 months? A couple, maybe, or perhaps even none at all. And out of all those crowdfunders that you did support, did you support them because they were vegan or was it because the crowdfunder was by someone you knew in some way or by somebody or a company that you already followed? Do you regularly go and search through the crowdfunding platforms looking for vegan businesses to back and donate your money to? No, I doubt that you do. So why would you assume that anybody else does? If you're listening to this now, and you've got a new business, or even just a great idea, and you're thinking that you need 20 grand, so you're going to go and crowdfund it and watch those donations come rolling in, then I am here to burst your bubble. Let me tell you some stats. Now, a report from the Crowdfunding Centre in 2015 concluded that up to 89% of crowdfunding campaigns fail to hit their target. The industry average, looking across all the different crowdfunding platforms, is less than 25% of crowdfunding campaigns are successful. 10% of campaigns don't receive a single pledge. And the reason that the majority of crowdfunders don't hit their target is not because they don't have a great idea. And I meet people with amazing ideas every day for vegan businesses who can't get any funding. But the reason they don't hit their targets is because of lack of audience. 
And there is no way of getting away from this. If you plan to run a crowdfunding campaign, then you and you alone are going to be responsible for getting every single person to your crowdfunding page. Patrick Babormian, one of the stars of a Netflix documentary Game Changers, he recently fundraised to launch a new vegan superhero graphic novel called Earthraiser. Now, Patrick is a former Germany's strongest man. He's a passionate environmental activist and a documentary star. He's been the face of Peter campaigns. He's a world record holding vegan weightlifter. He's got 80,000 Facebook followers, 100,000 Instagram followers. So he's got a huge audience. And from that audience, he managed to raise €30,000 to launch the project. And that's about £26,000 or US dollars for his vegan project. Now, ask yourself this. What size of audience do you currently have? If you keep an eye on what we do over at Vegan Business Tribe, you'll have seen that we recently partnered up with Crowdfunder UK to take a group of our members through a crowdfunding programme as a supported group. Now, this wasn't a collective pot, so each company was still raising their own money, but we ran boot camps, training sessions and online meetups to support all the members whilst they were setting up and running their campaigns. And as part of that, we used Crowdfunder UK's own magic formula for working out how much money each company was likely to be able to raise. And the formula, it's fairly simple, and it's this. On average, 1 in 20 people who visit your crowdfunding page will back your project. And the average donation is £50. So, if you want to raise £15,000 for your business idea, then that means you, and not your crowdfunding platform, but you need to get 6,000 people to your crowdfunding page. And no big deal, you think. You've got thousands of people following you on Instagram and you've got an email list of a couple of thousand people. So that's not that much work. Well, an average click-through rate for email marketing. So what percentage of people who receive your email actually click on a link that's in it is about 2%. So you'd need an email list more than a quarter of a million people strong to get 6,000 people to your project page. Even just to raise £3,000, you'd need to get around 1,200 people to your page. And for most small businesses, even that is a big ask. If you're a brand new company with no audience at all, then launching straight into a crowdfunder as the first thing you do is going to be incredibly difficult. Now, I'm not trying to put you off the idea of crowdfunding. Not at all. But you do need to go into it with your eyes wide open of what you can expect. The Vegan Business Tribe members that Lisa and I took through the crowdfunding programme, about a third of them hit their targets and that was great. But they did this in part because they set their funding goal in line with what they knew their audience size to be. So do the same sums yourself. How many people do you realistically think you can drive to a crowdfunding page? 
divide that number by 20, because on average, only 1 in 20 will donate, and then times that by 50, because the average donation is £50. Or if you're working in US dollars, it's about $65, $70. And you've got your likely result of what you might be able to raise through crowdfunding. The programme that we ran with Crowdfunder UK was for rewards-based crowdfunding campaigns. So this is where you give anyone who backs your project a reward in return for that backing. So if you sell a physical item, then that reward might just be your product. Or you can get a lot more creative and you can give away experiences and other goodies. And this kind of crowdfunding is the one that we're most familiar with. It's simple for businesses to run, it's fairly simple to set up, and it's just low risk for everyone involved. However, you can also choose to do what is called equity-based crowdfunding. And this is what you'll see on platforms such as Cedars or Crowdcube. And in these projects, when you give a donation, you are actually buying a share of that business. And it's these kind of projects that you usually see getting the really high figures. So if you're looking to crowdfund £50,000 or £100,000, for example, then usually you need to go down the equity route. You will need to give away part of your business to people in return for backing because it's hard to get people to put that kind of money in without them wanting a chance to earn money back from that investment. And this is a whole different territory. And I'm not really going to cover equity base today because you need to spend time creating pitch decks that you can send to prospective investors ahead of your campaign. You need to have a watertight business plan that you can present and share with people looking to invest. And you need to be prepared to run a business that has shareholders. So it won't just be yourself making all the decisions anymore. But if you think that this might be for you, though, then head over to the Vegan Business Tribe website and search for an interview that Lisa did with Mike Hill of One Planet Pizza about how he's taken his company through multiple rounds of funding and attracted investors, and he'll tell you about everything that's involved in that. However, if you think that you do have the audience to raise some funding through rewards-based crowdfunding, where you don't have to give away any of your business, then that's what we're going to talk about mainly today and how you can go about doing that. And it doesn't need to be a lot of money that you're looking to raise. Victoria is from Happy Carrot Skincare, and she was one of the companies who smashed her target in our group. And Victoria, she was only looking to raise one and a half grand to extend her product line. That £1,500 was right at the limit of what she thought she'd be able to raise from the audience that she had. And it was really a superhuman effort by all involved to get her campaign over the line. But we did it. And that money will make a huge difference to her business. So once you've worked out an idea of what funding target is going to be realistic for you and your business, there are three things that you have to decide before you can launch a campaign. The first is which platform you're going to run your campaign on. And there are lots of different platforms, each with their own benefits. 
The second is what kind of rewards you're going to offer people who back your business. And the third is, are you going to go for an all or nothing campaign? And this is where you only get the money if you hit your goal or a flexible funding campaign where your business will receive any money that people have donated to you, even if you don't hit your target. Now, I want to look at these three things together because they are all interconnected. If you decide that you want to run a flexible funding campaign, for example, then only certain platforms such as Crowdfunder UK and Indiegogo give you that option. If you're launching a physical product, and especially if it's a gadget or an art project of some kind that can only happen if you hit your full amount, then Kickstarter might be somewhere that you go and take a look at. If it's a more personal campaign to launch money for a cause rather than a business, then you might want to go and look at something like GoFundMe. But you should take your time looking at the different platforms to find which is a good fit for you and your business. We chose to partner with Crowdfunder UK, partially because they tend to take a more ethical stance, and that's reflected in the types of projects and businesses they attract, but also because they have a number of vegan team members who are able to act as points of contact for our members, and that made a significant difference to us. But remember, each platform is a business in its own right. They earn their money on the back of your crowdfunding by taking a percentage of the money that you raise, but most are very transparent about their costs. So spend some time reading through their guides, watch their videos and read their documentation just to see which is a good fit for you. Once you've got your platform, you then need to decide what kind of reward you're going to give and what kind of campaign you are going to run. And this decision needs to be made hand in hand because if you run a flexible funding campaign, so where you get all the money donated, regardless of if you hit your target or not, but you offer a reward that can only become a reality if you hit that target, then you're going to end up in a difficult position. Just to explain that a bit more. So imagine you're crowdfunding to create a new product and you're offering that finished product as the reward. You need to have actually made enough money through your campaign to make the product in the first place to be able to give it to people. And that's why platforms such as Kickstarter only offer all or nothing crowdfunding. So usually on Kickstarter, companies are really just taking pre-orders to fund the development of a new product. So if they don't raise the money needed to create that product, then they can't deliver on those pre-orders. So everyone just gets their money automatically refunded. But you don't need to just offer your product as a reward. In fact, on some platforms, you don't need to offer rewards at all. But people are three times as likely to back a project if they get some kind of reward in return. And to be honest, offering rewards can be a huge opportunity because some of the best crowdfunding campaigns I've seen use their rewards to set up some great collaborations. So alongside offering your own product as a reward, can you add in other people's products too? Perhaps a company won't give you some money for your crowdfunding campaign, but will they donate a reward instead? A box of vegan chocolate bars, some ethical clothing or beanie hats, or a voucher for their online shop. And in return, 
you make sure to mention them whenever you shout about your campaign. And having this kind of collaboration on your rewards, it also gives you potential access to their audience as well. Because if they're happy to donate a reward, they'll likely also be happy to tell their own audience that they've done this and promote your campaign. And if they are a vegan company themselves and you're on a similar vegan mission, then they're more likely to help you out, especially if helping out doesn't involve money changing hands. You can also get really creative with the rewards you offer. And if you can't offer a physical product in return, can you offer some kind of legacy perhaps? Maybe you'll include your backer's name on the title page of your new book, or maybe you'll have their name painted on the wall of your cafe. Pull your support team together and have a brainstorm. Happy Carrot Skincare offered a one-to-one -one Zoom workshop with their founder, Victoria, to learn how to make your own plant-based skincare products as their top reward. You can use your rewards not as an afterthought, but as something that people would really love to have. So spend some time coming up with some crazy ideas for rewards, which you can then distill down to some actually really cool stuff. The last decision you have to make before you can get started is, do you go for an all or nothing campaign where if you don't hit your target, you don't get a penny? Or do you go for a flexible funding campaign where you'll receive any donation that is made? Now, it sounds like a no-brainer, doesn't it? Why would you risk the chance of losing all those donations just because you miss your target by a few quid? Well, I've seen firsthand what a difference having that definitive cutoff point can do for your fundraising campaign. Quite simply, if people know that you don't get a penny if you don't hit your target, they can really rally around you to make sure that you do. If, on the other hand, people see that you've got to, say, 60% of the way to your target, but they know that you're still going to get that money anyway then there's no real impetus or motivation to help you get over the line. And that's something that we saw with the companies on our crowdfunding programme. Those that were running all or nothing campaigns saw a real focus in the last few days from people wanting to get them across the line. And people seemingly came out of the woodwork hours before the deadline with last minute donations. And remember, these were people who'd been getting the emails and seeing all the social media posts from day one. But they only came out and donated at literally the 11th hour to help get that campaign over the line. Other campaigns on flexible funding didn't really see that same intensity of activity. Being on all or nothing also means that you are more motivated to hit that goal. If you're only a few hundred pounds away with one day left of your campaign, then boy, you're going to move mountains to get over that line instead of just settling for what you've already got. What I will say, though, is almost everyone on our VBT crowdfunding programme seemed to instantly regret which option they had chosen for their campaign once they'd gone live. So those on flexible funding were thinking maybe they'd have got more donations on All or Nothing. And in return, those who were on All or Nothing were also worried that they were not going to hit their targets and would lose the money they'd already been donated in those first few days. So once you launch 
stand by your decision. Don't regret it. Make it work for you. Now, remember, this is all work you need to do before you even launch your campaign. And from experience and from talking to people who have run successful campaigns, and I mean really successful ones, I cannot understate how important the work you do before you launch a crowdfunding campaign is. If you can find someone who has successfully crowdfunded their business, then really tap their brains about what they did in the run-up because you will learn so much. You need to spend time working out a plan for how you're going to reach a wide audience before you launch. And a big part of that is crafting your story. And you will have heard me say many times before that your company just being vegan isn't enough. Being a vegan business is not a unique selling point anymore. It's just not enough to make your story newsworthy and shareable. People want to give to make something amazing happen. So you're going to set up a company selling vegan donuts. Amazing. And if you are, please send me some to try out. But that isn't news anymore. You can get vegan donuts at Krispy Kreme. You will need more of a story, something far more remarkable for your crowdfunder to get shared and featured. And in many ways, the process of running a crowdfunder can identify the reasons why a business is struggling. If you can't get your local paper to pick up your crowdfunding story, or you're not getting people sharing it on social media, then you haven't got a truly remarkable business, or you haven't got that remarkable idea yet that people really care about. And maybe you're struggling to reach a big enough audience to hit what is actually quite a small crowdfunding goal. Then probably that's why your general sales haven't been doing that well either. Your company needs to focus on building a bigger audience in general, not just for your crowdfunder. And you will learn so much about your own business from having to go out there and ask people for money to fund it. You'll learn perhaps more than you ever will from just trying to make sales. And once you have that story, once you've worked out what makes you really stand out, the thing that makes you remarkable, that people really care about, you need to then get that story across on a single crowdfunding page. And most crowdfunding platforms, they have got guides that will help you to create your page. Crowdfunder UK have got a whole learning platform dedicated to it, but it would take you a lot of time to pull that page together. So make sure you factor this in. This is your main selling page where you really need to get your story across. And the best way to do that is to create a video for your crowdfunder. Now, I know, I know, before you start telling me how much you hate being on camera, let me just pull out my little violin and play you a sad song because no one likes being on video. Do not think that this is something that is unique to you, so it gives you an excuse not to do it. Now, you might have a bit of a budget so you can get something nicely filmed and produced, or you might have a friend or a family member who's got a decent video camera and knows how to use the editing software, or it might be that it's just down to you and your phone. But being able to actually 
tell someone in your own words face to face about your project and the difference that their backing will make that is far more powerful than just text and images and surely the chance of getting that money to fund the next part of your company's growth isn't going to be held back just because you're nervous about making a video have faith in yourself and your passion for your company and your product and once you've created this video, you can then use it elsewhere to promote your campaign. You can upload it to Facebook, you can post it on LinkedIn, and you can link back to your crowdfunding page from there. You can also get really creative in making a video to promote your campaign. Even if you don't have a budget to get someone to do some clever editing, you will still be amazed at what kind of videos you can produce yourself, even just on your phone, if you apply a little bit of creativity. Brainstorm some ideas with your team or with your friends. Don't just sit in your office or your living room in front of your phone. Go find somewhere that's visually exciting to make a video or do something fun that will make people smile or connect with you and your mission. Plan out a story. Pull in different people to talk about your product. And if it comes down to it, well, just dress up as a carrot or do something to have some fun make a video that people will share. Right, once you've done that, at this point, you might think that you're ready to launch your campaign. You've set your amazing rewards, you've built your page, and you've worked out what will make your product so remarkable that the local paper will write about it. And you've even, maybe begrudgingly, made a video to promote it as well. And this is the point that people get to and hit launch on their project. But it's also the point where they make their biggest mistake. Because before you go live with a crowdfunding campaign, you need to have people already lined up to donate as soon as it goes live. And this is where you need to have tapped up your closest family and friends or got pledges from people you know will support you. You need to make sure that your campaign will get early activity straight out of the blocks. And that needs to be activity that you've drummed up before going live. Because human behavior, it's fickle. And no matter how much of an individual we all think ourselves to be, we are more likely to give to a crowdfunding project if we can see that other people are giving too. So before you hit the go live button, make sure that your closest contacts are ready to give their donations as soon as you go live. Have an email set up ready to go out just to the people who have already made a commitment to help you out with the launch. Have a WhatsApp group or everyone's mobile number so they know they need to jump on and make those donations and explain to them how much the campaign needs them to do this to be successful. Now, just as an aside, if you were doing the kind of equity-based crowdfunder that I mentioned earlier, instead of a rewards-based campaign, then you would be expected to go live with up to 50% of a total already pledged. So aiming to get that first 20 or 30% coming in during the first hours or the first day of your campaign means that people will see the momentum and they'll be far more likely to jump on the bandwagon to help you out. 
the worst thing you can do is start promoting your crowdfunding campaign when it's only at a couple of percent, or even worse, at zero. And again, it's our ridiculous human nature. It's almost like someone is placing a bet. And if they see that no one else is giving, they will hold back giving too. If, on the other hand, they see it looks like it's going to be successful and lots of really early activity, they'll be far more likely to join in with it. And if you're struggling to get those early commitments from your closest contacts, then maybe again, it's worth just pausing and looking at your campaign again. If you can't get those closest to you to jump on at the start, then how are you ever going to get others to give? And it can be a really good test to send a preview of your campaign page, your video and details of your rewards, and seeing if you can get enough early promises to get your campaign flying right from the start. If you can't, talk to these people and get their feedback of what needs to change. And then, well, you're good to go. And the money just rolls in. Well, it will do for the first couple of days because this is the cruel reality of crowdfunding. You put all this hard work in. You get your closest contacts to agree to donate up front and you get those early donations coming in and then everything just stops. You're checking the page every couple of hours and less and less is coming in until it grinds to a halt and you go days, even weeks, without anyone giving anything to your campaign. And this happened to every single one of the members in our group, and it will probably happen to you too. And it genuinely is cruel, because it's like the crowdfunding valley of disillusion. You will start to question yourself. You start to question your business and you think that the campaign is dead. You'll be tempted to pull it. You may even have a full existential crisis, but no matter how long your campaign runs for, it is a fact that nearly all the donations come in the first week and the last few days. And the busier that you can get in that time in between, then the more donations you'll be setting up to come in those last few panicked days of your campaign. Because as much as people might want to help, we all live busy lives and we've got so much vying for our attention. So you need to use this time to get your campaign in front of as many people as you can, as many times as you can. You need solid consistency throughout your campaign, even when the donations are not coming in and you're thinking about just giving up. Don't. Start from the centre and work your way out. So what do I mean by that? Well, start with the people who already know you first your friends, your family, your current contacts, your customers, your professional contacts. This is likely where the majority of your backers will come from when you're doing rewards-based crowdfunding. It's the people who you already know or the people who are already familiar with your company. Think about all the contacts you already have in your life. How many Facebook friends do you have? All those WhatsApp groups you're in with your friends, your extended family, all those contacts in your phone. And what percentage of these people actually know you have your own business? I suspect only a small percent. 
How many contacts do you have on LinkedIn? And how many people have bought from your company over the last 12 months? These are all the people most likely to back your campaign because they've already got a connection. So make it your mission to contact each and every one of these people to tell them about your campaign. And if you've got lots of contacts, you might do this by using MailChimp to send campaign updates, but others you should reach out to personally. Going live on Facebook and Instagram are great ways to bring something to the attention of your friends. But remember that every time you do it, you're only hitting a small percentage of your contacts at a time. So keep communication going throughout your campaign. And there's only so many times that you can just ask someone to give you money without it getting awkward. So plan out what you're going to talk about over the duration of your crowdfunding campaign. Pick out a different reward to talk about in each email or Facebook Live that you do. And if you've collaborated with another company on your rewards, then invite them to do a Facebook Live with you to talk about that reward. And you may feel that you're talking to no one. You might feel like you're hitting your head against a brick wall because no one is giving any donations and you're doing all this publicity and all this communication. But as I said, everyone is watching. They just haven't yet been pushed into taking action. And it's probably your project deadline which is needed to do that. Take Laura Chepner from Primary Education. Now, Laura is another member who is on our crowdfunding programme and she was looking to launch her new CPD accredited course for teachers to learn how to become more inclusive for vegan children at schools. And she did everything that we've just been talking about. At one point, she was doing Facebook Live twice a day, knowing that she'd hit different people at different times. And she went from 60% funded to 105% funded in the last four days of her month-long campaign. And she told me that she thought she was talking to no one. She nearly gave up on the whole thing. But all that work meant that when the crunch of a deadline came and she gave people that one last chance to back her and get involved with the project, they did. You will feel like you are pestering. Well, just you keep pestering. And you don't just have to rely on email and social media. So again, looking at the statistics, we know that the majority of backers come from these two channels. But you can go beyond digital to promote your campaign. Get creative. Pull in your team or your friends and brainstorm how you're going to get your crowdfunding message out there. Write letters to your neighbours, either your neighbours at home or your neighbouring businesses, and ask for their support. I remember that Lisa and I lived in an apartment block, and a girl who also lived there was crowdfunding, and she set up a desk in the lobby so that she could grab her fellow neighbours as they were coming home from work and ask if they would support her. And I have to admit, when put on the spot like that, I did. So... Do the things that put you out of your comfort zone. Approach your local businesses. Reach out to your local newspaper or radio station, especially if you've got a strong local angle to what you're doing. If you've got 
an amazing story, then get in contact with the big vegan news channels. We managed to get our members who on our group programme featured in Vegconomist, in Vegan Food and Living magazine and a lot of other publications because we were helping a group of grassroots vegan businesses run simultaneous crowdfunders. And that was news in itself and a lot of members on the programme got name-checked in the articles. And that leads me to the final point that I really want to make. Regardless of if you hit your target when you're crowdfunding, every email that you send out to people telling them about your campaign, every reach out that you do to your local paper, every Facebook Live that you do, every Instagram story, every talk you give to promote your campaign is something that you probably wouldn't have done otherwise that is promoting your business. Every email that you send out about your crowdfunder project is an email that you wouldn't have normally sent out. Each post that you do on social media is giving you a reason to shout about your business when you might not have done otherwise. Every call you are making to your local paper to see if they'll cover your story, it's probably pushing you out of your comfort zone to do something that you wouldn't have done otherwise. And this is the feedback that I've got from businesses who have gone through crowdfunding projects regardless of if they got any money out of it or not. The exposure that they got from doing the project was just as important. And in some cases, I know companies who didn't come away with a penny, but they've said the exposure they got and the new contacts that they made by shouting about the project ended up being worth more in the long run than the money that they would have raised. Exposure and visibility, it's the lifeblood of your business. And running a crowdfunding campaign but not hitting your target should never be seen as a failure. Not one bit. It's learning. And sometimes the only way to learn is to do. Crowdfunding is not a one-shot at success. Many companies do multiple crowdfunders over the life of their business. And it might be that the first time you do one, that teaches you the invaluable lessons that put you on the right track to repeat the exercise six or 12 months later, having built up a bigger audience or having created a better story. And if you can, build up a support group to help you with your campaign. Bring in your friends to be your campaign managers to help you post. Find other vegan businesses that have run crowdfunders before or link up with other companies who are going through a crowdfunder at the same time as you are so that you can support and motivate each other through that valley of crowdfunding disillusionment. The online meetups that we ran for our Vegan Business Tribe members and the group that we set up on the Slack app for people to support each other, that played a huge part for those members who hit their targets. And I suspect that we'll run the programme again sometime in the future. So if you want to be on that list, then drop me an email. OK, so as always... We've been through a lot of information in this one. And to be honest, I could have probably made this session twice as long. So let's have a quick bullet point roundup of what we've just learned. Point one, the industry average looking across all crowdfunding platforms is less than 25% of crowdfunding campaigns are successful. 
10% of campaigns don't receive a single pledge. The ones that are successful either already have an audience or they've got really exceptional, remarkable stories that people want to share. Point two, work out a realistic target for your crowdfunding based on how many people you think you can drive to your project page. Remember, on average, one in 20 people who visit your page will back your project and the average donation is £50. So use that sum to give you a realistic figure. Three, you have to take responsibility for getting each and every one of those people to your page. Don't think that these magic, all-seeing vegans are going to come out in force to back your project. You will get the majority of your donations from the people you are already connected with in some way. Four, a flexible funding campaign means that you'll get all the money given, but you may come away with less without that hard deadline of an all or nothing campaign. Five, use your rewards as an opportunity. Think beyond just offering your product. Can you team up with other companies or author experiences or legacies in some way? Point six, a huge part of crowdfunding is crafting a story that people actually want to make happen. And the best way to get that story across is in a video. Nothing is as powerful as hearing the story in your own words. Point seven, Get ready for what I have christened the valley of crowdfunding disillusionment that hits all campaigns. Keep the faith and keep consistent with your promotion throughout the middle of your campaign. Even if you think no one is listening, they are. And point eight, even if you don't hit your target, the exposure you will get, if you really go for your campaign, that will be worth as much to your business as the money. And that just about wraps it up. Now, I know that this has been quite a long session, but it's still only been a whistle-stop tour of rewards-based crowdfunding. If you want to know more, then connect with Lisa and myself over on the Vegan Business Tribe website. Go watch the videos with our members who ran successful campaigns. And if you're thinking of running a crowdfunding campaign yourself for a vegan business, and I've not managed to put you off yet, then make sure to drop us an email. So that's it for this one. And as always, I really appreciate you giving me your time to listen. A couple of last favours before I let you go. If you haven't already, please do subscribe to this podcast because it really helps out our ratings. And also, if your platform allows it, so if you're listening on something like iTunes, then please do consider giving us a five-star review. Just let other people know that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And finally... If you're looking to be part of a wider vegan business community, then no matter where you are in the world or what stage your business is at, you might have been trading for years or you might have just had an idea for a vegan business, then please do go take a look at our monthly membership on the Vegan Business Tribe website because this is where you can link up with all our other members. You can take our vegan marketing course. You can join our online events and just be part of one of the most amazing business communities you will ever be part of. 
just head over to veganbusinesstribe.com and go to the sign-up page. We've got some really big plans for this next year, and I would love you to be part of it. So, thank you so much for your time. And if you are planning a crowdfunder, then may I wish you all the luck in the world with it. And I will see you on the next one.